Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CHH Hysteria Podcast, a podcast for CHH about everything CHH. I am your host, Cole. And I'm your co-host, Cooper. And today we have a very special guest, um, a friend of mine and an up-and-coming CHH artist, Apex Fraser. Yes, hello, hello. You guys nailed it. <laughs> All right. So um, we are very thankful that you came on to the show to answer some of our questions that we have. Um, but going in first is I think it was just two weeks ago you released your newest song, Wolves. Um, right. So I'm just curious about, you know, what is that song about? Um, how did it come together? The music video, you know, all that stuff. Right. Well, first of all, thank you all for having me. I'm very excited to be here with y'all and talk a little bit of CHH. Uh, Wolves is, I branded it as a satire. And a satire is a poetic device used in like a form of irony to express the topic that you're trying to um, display, right? So the chorus of wolves is, all I see is wolves and sheep's wool. Don't they know that I'm the goat and polyester? And for me, it's, it's super funny because this rap thing, I was talking to Trey who actually sings the, the hook of that song. This rap thing can get super um, skewed and it can, totally mess you up if you let it as far as chasing uh, things of vanity. So the pursuit of being the goat, the best, you know, the more money, uh, more friends, more women, more followers. And to me, I just wanted to make a, a very plain statement, but in a really fun way that that stuff is one, not what I'm about. And two, it's not what makes you a good artist or a good person. It doesn't bring value to your life. So for me, I'm someone who really likes poetic devices when they're used in hip hop. Um, I'm a big fan of Kendrick because he does stuff like that all the time. So that's sort of where the inspiration for Wubs came. And it took close to nine months to oh, wow. put together from start to finish. Yeah, it was, it was a song that me and my team knew could be pretty well received if we did it right but we had to do it right so i rewrote things i'm someone who overanalyzes music a lot so i rewrite a lot of my bars a lot of my verses um had to find the perfect feature for the hook and i knew as soon as i heard as soon as i heard the like ghost town vibe that odyssey shout out to odyssey who produced this song and all of my songs in the last year um, as soon as I heard that beat, I knew that Trey's voice would be perfect, and I knew exactly what I wanted it to be. So that's the short story of how Wolves came about. Mm -hmm. Nice. Do you know Trey in real life, or is he someone that you had been listening to? Or Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I've never met him in real life. Early this year, like very early 2020, um, we met through Instagram. We had like some mutual followers, um, Forgiven Boutique. I don't know if you guys know about them, but they reposted Trey's picture. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna check them out because they have the Forgiven cosign. And I loved his music. I loved his vibe. And he said the same thing about me. So we just stayed connected. And that was probably January. So in April or May, 
I approached them about wolves. And then I got, we got, we finally got it all together in September uh, because he was working on his album. So he couldn't really do a feature for a long time, but I was willing to wait for him. And then fast forward to October and I see that he went to school with one of my friends from camp because I have cousins in Florida. I used to go down and work camps every year. And uh, it just really shows you how the world is such a small place. Yeah, small world, for real. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the hook, though, what did you say that it was wolves and sheep? You, all you see is wolves and sheep. And sheep's wool. Oh, okay. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't they know that I'm the goat and polyester? Man, I had that wrong. I, I've been singing at wolves and sheep clothes this whole time. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know what I've gotten the most is golden polyester. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought it was, too, so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, lyrics on genius. Oh, it is. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check that. Um, For sure. So you were kind of talking about how you really like, you know, poetic devices and hip-hop and all that. So when someone first listens to your music and when they walk away from it, what do you want them to, like, what do you want them to get from it? Like, know about you or what do you want them to learn or, you know, whatever that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I've said ever since I like rebranded as Apex four years ago is I want my music to bring hope to the brokenhearted. That's all I want. Like bottom line, and we can get more uh, complicated wording and stuff like that, but bottom line, that's all I want to do. So I know most of my listeners either aren't into CHH or aren't like Christians at all. And I'm okay with that because I know that whenever they listen to my music, if it's for three minutes or for an hour, whatever, it gives them a safe space to just come and let stuff go and hopefully walk away with hope. That's all I want, bottom line. Mm. Nice. No, yeah. Um, Very open field. That's that's always really good. Um, Cooper, did, did you want to ask the next question? Sure. Um, so do you see your, uh, your music as more gospel focused or do you see yourself as more of a positive and clean artist? Right. Yeah. So that kind of coincides with the last question a little bit. Um, excuse me. I'm just getting over a sore throat. <laughs> no worries. So I've thought about this and I'm going to be honest with you. If any CHH artist tells you that it doesn't matter or that they didn't think about it, they're probably lying um, because it, it's so important um, as an artist, especially an independent artist in a genre like this, to know your brand and know what you want to do. So for me, I've had those conversations with other people. Do I want to be a Christian rapper? Do I want to go like the fulsome, beautiful eulogy, youth pastor vibe? Do I want to do the aha thing? Uh, or do I want to do the NF thing? And for me, it's not to give a generic answer, but I really think I'm both and neither. I'm a Christian. I'm a rapper. I am a Christian rapper, but you don't have to be a Christian to listen to my music and enjoy it. So I would say I consider myself a Christian rapper, but other people probably wouldn't consider me a Christian rapper, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's always good to have a you know a good variety of that too, right? 
so mm-hmm. everyone can listen to your music. Um, no, that's it's really good about what you said about you know you have to know your brand. You know, very very important. You do that when you're a smaller artist before you know you really get out there and you're kind of like lost. You know, if you don't know your brand, um, for sure. So I mean, that's awesome to hear you thinking about through those things. Um, this kind of goes into the next question is. I spent this last week, I've been listening through all your songs and all your music on Spotify that you have under this name. Um, I realized that in 2020, you have improved an insane amount, right? Like your music has just really gotten so much better than it has in the past. Um, So do you have some sort of like process you do after you drop a song to make sure that you're continually improving either your your music, your production, your marketing, whatever it may be, you know? Right. Right. Firstly, thank you. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, there's a process that you go through. For me, it's going to sound simple, but it's it's pretty difficult. It's just trying to make the next release better than the last one. And I think that's where a lot of artists kind of fall off. They're like, oh, I just need that one hit song. I need this one. I need to reach this one goal. For me, I want to look at every song as sort of a stepping stone. Like there's never gonna be an end goal for for me as far as the art goes. The end goal in my life is to make it to heaven and have as many as my friends go there with me. But as an artist, I think you should always look to improve. That's why people like um, like Andy Minio or Kendrick, like they're still getting better in their thirties and on. And it's because art is never changing. So, yes, as far as the music goes, it's always look to improve. Could I do this better? Could we mix this better? Could we maybe instead of having this one synth, we could do like a double synth with a clap on the threes? Like just crazy stuff that if people don't make music, they probably have no idea what that means. <laughs> but it's definitely an aspect of the music making that you need to focus on with every release. But you mentioned marketing. And that's been a big thing that I've looked at in 2020, different ways to market. How can I expand this? So um, going into the year, I didn't really have a big fan base. Um, And now, like, I don't I don't think I have a big fan base at all, but it's double what it was coming into the year. And that's because um, the marketing and the prayer has to increase with every release, I think. And that could be budget, that could be uh, branding, like your photo shoots, stuff like that. Uh, which apps you use to market, adapting with the time. So yeah, there's definitely a process with every new release. Yeah, I agree with 100% of what you just said. And um, so you said that your fan base doubled over the past year, which congratulations, that's awesome. You, it's very Thank well you. deserved. Um, Thank you. What do you think will be like some sort of obstacles, like the most difficult obstacles you're going to face to become from a smaller CHH artist into more of a well-known one? Mm. Uh, really good question. I think CHH is a very unique um, subgenre of music. And hip-hop is a very unique genre of music because there's so much power in the cosine, you know? Like, um, an artist like Wazy or even Hovey, like, they're dope. But I would have never listened to them if they didn't have cosines from artists that I already listened to. 
And so I, I think for me, it, it might just be as simple as getting that recognition from bigger artists or bigger uh, CHH platforms, which by the way, shout out to our guy CHH Talk real quick. Um, he added So Fast and Wolves to the Christian Rap Vibes playlist, which has been pretty, pretty uh, significant for me because I'm like a big time fan of that page. Uh, so shout out to CHH Talk real quick. But I think it might just be as simple as the coastlines from bigger artists, uh, obviously, as I continue to improve. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And yes. We love CHH Talk. Shout out to them. Um, Absolutely. Super great page. Um, so with the cosine thing they kind of talked about, I was surprised when I was listening to your music. I was listening and all of a sudden I heard Ruslan start rapping. I was like, whoa, <laughs> man, I didn't expect that. You know, so, you know, I was three years ago, I think, right? Um, right. Um, so how did that, how did you like meet him and how that feature come together and what was his role in the song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great, great double question there. Um, so to tell that story, I actually have to tell another story really quick. So in summer of 2015, I linked with Isaiah Ziv um, through Instagram. He was selling beats and I was a big fan of his production at the time. So I bought a beat off of him and stay connected, bought a couple more beats later, a couple made perspective, a couple never saw the light of day. And um, a few months, probably two months after that, he let me know that his friend Belief was doing a feature sale. And Belief was like top three in my favorite artists, my favorite rappers at the time. So I was like, dude, I gotta make that happen. And I was a young, a really young dude. I was like 14. I didn't know much about the music business. Uh, I knew how music should sound and I knew, knew that I loved it and I knew that I wanted to pursue it, but I didn't know much about the business stuff. And so after some back and forth with Belief, he very graciously, number one, gave me some outstanding advice, just different little nuggets. And he hopped on the song Doesn't Make Sense, which was my first release as Apex Frazier. Um, that was what, August 2015, I wanna say. And then fast forward to February the next year and the Dream Junkies dropped their album, Good Religion, which is a classic. If anyone listening to this podcast hasn't heard it, you really need to. Um, and then they went on the Good Religion tour. So that was April 2016, Belief, emailed me and let me know that he was coming to the city Lynchburg, which is about 40 minutes away from where I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. So I scooped up a couple of VIP tickets and me and my girlfriend at the time went and we got to hang out with them and ended up playing basketball with John. It was super fun. Probably the best concert I've been to. Um, and I just stayed connected to Ruslan after that. He followed me on Instagram. He said that he was really looking forward to hearing uh, what I had to offer. So we just stayed connected. And then probably four months later, I hit him up and was like, hey, I'm working on this project. It's called Perspective. It was a two-part EP at the time, which later became a full album. Um, and I wanted him to come on as sort of a mentor figure and the beginning of the story. Because the song that he's on is the intro, it's called Impurities. 
and it's setting the stage for like this perspective is a story of a young man overcome with vanity um, and telling a story of being lost in time. So impurities is me as a fresh, like very not careful, full of vanity young man. And Ruslan coming along saying like, hey man, I've been there. You know, you don't want to do that. And of course me not listening because it's the intro to the story. Every story you got to start off with a hard head. Um, and then, like I said, later along in the journey of perspective, belief comes on as another mentor figure. And um, that's, when I, that's when the journey of perspective really takes a turn. But yeah, shout out to Ruslan. That was, what, four years ago now when we did that song? Three years when it came out. So yeah, I've been down with Ru for a long time. Wow, that's, that's a really cool story. You know, um, making a song with belief or... At fourteen, that's crazy, <laughs> um, dude. Yes, it was. <laughs> that is. That I really, is... I really wish that I would have um, paid more attention to things like mixing at mm-hmm. the time, because that song, my verse is really rough, mm-hmm. but the the bars are there. I think it was my best verse to date when I wrote that, uh, because belief made me step it up. But uh, yeah, it just it didn't have the success that it maybe could have had. But lessons learned. Yeah, as long as you learn from it, you know. Um, also, want to say I am super jealous of that Dream Junkies concert. I never <laughs> saw them live, as well as got to play basketball with them. I mean, jealous oh, on the yeah. whole board, man. Um, oh man. So you were saying that belief gave you a lot of advice, and that takes me to another right. question that I had about what is the best advice um, that you have been given about the music industry? Mm. Hard question. Um, There's been a lot of good advice and a lot of bad advice that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably my friend Aklesso told me not that long ago, never sacrifice a relationship for something you want. And this music thing, whether that be a feature or a, a co-sign or whatever, relationships are the most important thing whenever you're not, not just in like music business, but in life, you know, so never sacrifice a relationship is probably the best advice that I've been given. Hmm. No, yeah, that's, that is great advice for life and music, like you said. Um, Cooper, did you want to ask the next question? Uh, sure. Um, so this kind of ties into the um, last last three, I guess. Uh, what people have been most influential to you, like whether it be in your music or personal life? Mm-hmm. Um, man, there's so many. Honestly, like something that I focused on in 2020 is gratitude. So I could legitimately sit here and name off 50 people, but. Um, most influential in my life definitely my brother has been a huge supporter of me um in music and in life like he's been one of my biggest fans in all aspects and i just really appreciate that same goes to my mom she's a big supporter of everything that i do and i definitely wouldn't be here without her um and music oh my cousin reagan has been super um super influential and like super encouraging 
my producer odyssey is one of my best friends he's really influenced music that i've made and like you mentioned off the top of the podcast the progression that you see a lot of that is due to him and helping me focus on things outside of like the bars and stuff what's important in the mix how things should sound uh he's he's really elevated my level of a professional sounding song so shout out to odyssey and then honestly Akleso has been super influential as far as like hanging on whenever there wasn't too much for when i was like super raw potential to what he's helped me overcome in my personal life um i've known Akleso for like four years now i think and he's he's just been one of the realest people i've ever met in music so I think he'd have to round off this list. Nice, yeah. Um, everyone that mentions Ecleso always says he's like a great guy and always bringing people together and stuff. So, you know, she's, mm-hmm. that's encouraging to hear too. Um, he's a great oh, rapper yeah. as well. Um, yeah, and he's got bars. He's hiding them from the world, but he's got like mad bars. <laughs> oh, man. Um, quick story about Ecleso. Uh, we saw him live for open for Gavi concert. He oh, yeah. had a song about casserole. I've not been able to find that song ever since, but it was great. about ca- casserole. I, I'm pretty sure it was about casserole. Like I'm ninety percent sure. Cooper, am I right or am I just am I just? I think so. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Did anyone record it at the concert oh, or any, any of the tours? It was supposed to be like, well, and it wasn't a tour. It's just like a random concert, you know. But like, it was supposed to be something like. You know, casserole looks really good on the outside, but sometimes it just sucks. And that's like how sin is, you know, because like it looks really good on the outside, but eating like, man, it's gross. Something like that. <laughs> but Bro, anyways, I've, I've never heard that. I'm going to have to ask him about it. If you ask him, uh, let me know yeah. what he says. <laughs> I will. He'll probably be like, man, I'm not replying to this. <laughs> oh, man. Nah. Um, so since we're, you know, talking about other artists, are there any mm-hmm. artists, you know, whether uh, hip hop or not, dead or alive, were there any artists that you would love to like collab with? One hundred percent. So I'm not sure if you noticed when going back through my catalog, but between Perspective and Wolves, I did not do a song with another artist, um, and that was very intentional. Mm. I was trying to find my sound and uh, different stuff like. The business side played a part, but I'm at a point where I'm like ready and willing to work with other artists, and there's a, a bunch of features on my new project. Mm-hmm. But if I could work with anyone, um, number one dream feature would probably be John Bellion. He's huh? just an incredibly talented, uh, my favorite artist personally. The way that he cares about music is just so so inspirational you know it like i feel what he says in my soul whenever i watch his like the making of videos so john bellion would be my absolute dream feature also dilly um rg minio i would love to work with all of them if i could get a song by the end of my career with any of them or aha then i'll feel like i made it and then as far as like writing because i love to write for other people if I could write for, or better yet, with Taylor Swift, then that would just be a dream come true. Wait, so you're a ghostwriter? 
<laughs> I mean, I I love to write for other people, absolutely. Hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, ghostwriter that's got such a bad persona, especially in hip hop. Um, you know, that as long as I'm credited, I'm cool with it. If not, then we might have like a jersey situation. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really love to write for other people. That's really cool that you write for other people. Um, and going off of that question is this can be a different artist than what you said, but mm-hmm. who, what artist would you want to tour with? I feel like making mm-hmm. a song and touring would be completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for this question, I'll just be like assuming I'm completely healthy. I would love to tour with Andy Minio. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just like, such a, a fun, larger-than-life guy. Um, NBA fan, so we have that in common. We have a ton of stuff in common, uh, just, like, from personal life to music, influences and stuff. I would love to tour with him. And um, RG, probably, as well, because I went to the St. Holy Tour, and he had some fire tacos. So oh. I would love to be around that at every show. I'm jealous you went to the St. Holy Tour. I wanted to go to that so bad. And it was it was really that was my first concert in three years. Oh wow. For health reasons. Yeah. Oh wow. So it it was really awesome to get to go. And then haven't been to a concert since. A large part of that is COVID, of course. But mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that I got to go. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. And I am hundred percent down for a collab between you and Andy. I'll listen to that all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's make it happen. <laughs> for real, just at him, right? Annoy him until yeah, he gets there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everybody on the Discord, I need y'all to go hit up Andy real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, of course. Cooper, was there any other questions that you wanted to ask him before we last, uh, our last two? Um, well, yeah, I don't think so. All right. So... The second last question, uh, we'll be wrapping up. And then if you could step into our shoes, mine and Cooper's, mm-hmm. um, and be the interviewer, what would you ask yourself that we didn't ask you? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm really surprised that you didn't ask, ask about my muscular dystrophy. That's a question that I get a lot, um, especially like the last couple of interviews and stuff because that's played a really big role in my life and in my music over the last several years. So probably that one. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. that? What was that that you said again? Your muscular dystrophy. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. So it's a, it's a genetic disease. Um, it's, mine is FSHD, facioscapular humeral. That's my kind of muscular dystrophy. Uh, it's a genetic disease that like weakens um, muscles and uh, slowly uh, degenerates the skeletal muscles in your body. So like for me, it started off like in my shoulder three and a half years ago. Um, fast forward to now, not to make the story long and drawn out, but I'm like part time in an electric wheelchair, uh, different stuff like that. So it's it's definitely like a big focal point of this next project that I'm working on. So um, that's a question that I get a lot. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll be sure to keep you in my prayers for that. I didn't know that you had that. that. 
Um, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that would definitely complicate a lot of things. Um, so last question, which is by far, in my opinion, the most important question that I could ever ask anyone. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I left this off of the, of the list of questions I sent you for the reason I just need that raw, real, you know, answer. Mm-hmm. Apex, if you could be a dinosaur, what dinosaur would you be and why would you be that dinosaur? Oh, man. I mean, this is a really easy question. I want to be a raptor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my man. Yeah. Shout out to oh. the raptors. I'm not sure. I think I told you, Cole, but I got to meet the raptors back in February. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I totally yeah, yeah, forgot yeah. about that. I got to meet the Raptors. Shout out to Kyle Lowry, who FaceTimed my childhood hero, Jimmy Butler, um, which was insane. And there's, there's so funny story. There's a video that like went viral of me like just in shock of talking to Jimmy Butler. Um, and I did not know that anyone was recording. I just thought it was like spur of the moment. No one was noticing that that was happening. So during the video, I said like one thing to Jimmy <laughs> and then I, I reach our, yeah, I reach over to Kyle and I'm like, Hey, can you screenshot that? Cause like, no one's going to believe that happened if there's no proof. And then I check my phone and there's like a hundred messages from people who I haven't talked to in years. It's like, yo, you're all over the news. I was like, no, I'm not. And then I go on Instagram and it's like everywhere. It was on sports center and all sorts of stuff. So like, Really easy question. I gotta go with the raps. Wow, you're you're famous, man. <laughs> you have to. I haven't. You should send no. me one of those videos. I want to see one. I, I that will. Sounds I great. Will. No, and, I'm not. I'm not close to famous. It was just a funny, funny thing. But to be honest with you, bro, not to get too deep with it, it was a really weird feeling and like uncomfortable feeling being all over people's feed like that. Yeah, I I can imagine like. Mm-hmm. I would not go out in public for a while. <laughs> no, it was weird. It was really weird. And I was, hey, I was I, but keep going. No, you you go first because I think that yours has to do with this question. Oh, I was just gonna say I totally forgot that the Raptors are um, Ontario. Always forget. Oh that. yeah. So yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna oh. be weird uh, because they're the playing get the name right. No, they're in Ontario, but Toronto is oh, okay. like the the okay. city. Oh no, okay. um, it's gonna be weird because they just announced yesterday that they're playing in Tampa this year, so they won't even be in Canada. Is that permanent or just oh, for um, because they can't like cross the border for COVID? Yeah, yeah, it's COVID related, so it's gonna be gonna be really weird. But I noticed that you left off a question. Hmm. Let me go back and look. Oh, is it the, what is your favorite aspect of making a song? Yes, sir. That's it. Yeah. So my favorite aspect of making a song, I really wanted to answer this because uh, I love making music. You know, um, I, I absolutely love Jesus and that's my number one, but very close is making music and hip-hop especially and so for me I, I really wanted to say that the journey of sitting down to write 
for the first time and coming out with that story it's like what story am i going to tell in this song and it's it's different for like a feature or a single or a, an album like you get to experiment with saying different things different ways and it's just so fun it's like a new light that i feel like people who aren't necessarily creatives or artists get to experience and i feel sad for those people to be honest with you bro because it's just such being able to express what you want to say and 16 bars or one chorus or an album like it's so um mind-blowing that I've been blessed to have the smallest platform to be able to do something that I love so much. Yeah, you cut out there for a second after you said um, about talking about the it's sad part, but then you came back in. Um, oh, do you need me to repeat myself? Just, just the last little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I totally forgot what I said, to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> um, Try your best. basically it's, it's just such a, a unique feeling to be able to create something. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that with this small platform that I have. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, thank you um, so much for coming on the show. Um, yes. Where can... Any listeners, um, where can they follow you on, like, what socials and stuff? Like, what's your at? Right. Um, so I'm at Apex Fraser on everything. A-P-E-X-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Um, that's on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, all the music platforms. It's on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I'm very not active, though. <laughs> and I'm on Facebook, but... Uh, I'm definitely most active on Instagram. All right. Well, make sure to go follow him on those. Listen, check out his uh, music, especially Wool's, my favorite song. It's super good. Um, thank you. And once again, thank you. Oh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I just wanted to say that I'm really happy that you two are pursuing this. I think that uh, I love podcasts personally. I'm a big fan. Um, I think it's super super cool that CHH has this platform now and I think that this show will grow as long as you guys keep at it and I noticed that you're lacking a theme song so hit me up sometime maybe we can do something for that oh I'll take you up on that offer and th but thank you so <laughs> awesome. much for those kind words thank you so much oh for sure for sure yep uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify um, we're trying to get this on iTunes, but it's just taking forever to go through some review process, as well as follow us on social media at, at CHH Hysteria. Um, and yep.